when I talked about our joint service, I said there's one kingdom, it's his kingdom. There's one church, it's his church. But inside of that, there's tribes. There are different people groups who worship different way. And tribe is another word for family. It's those who, who run together. And the Lord said, we're going to strengthen families. He had given me this a year and a half ago. He gave me this, these five things. And I just haven't gone back over and revisited them. I haven't shared them a lot. And then as I was praying this weekend, the Lord reminded me of the word that we had here last Sunday for marriages and then that Justin, 8,000 miles away. So I'm not limiting family to married couples. I'm not excluding them. Because the breakdown of our society today is a breakdown of marriage. Amen, oh me. It's a fact. The breakdown of our society is a breakdown of the home. So it's not just marriages. It's not just families, but that's a key part. And it's, it's, a, it's a practical expression here where people... I believe that if people have a... a a distorted view of what a father is, they ought to be able to come in the church and experience the love of a father. And even to the place where they go, I don't even understand what I'm feeling because I don't have a grid for it because I didn't have a father like that. But I know when I come here, I feel accepted. I feel loved. I feel like I can do what I couldn't do because there's somebody there who believes in me. That's family. And, and you know what? If we're going to have a family, Father's heart, we're going to have to have healthy families to minister to those who don't. Amen. 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 And the next is supernatural ministry. It used to be when we started, it was worship the word and supernatural ministry. We're going to pray for people. We're going to see people get healed. I believe that's important. I believe it's imperative. It's the word of God. He said, uh, these signs will follow those that believe. In Mark 16, he gave the Great Commission. He said, go out, lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead, speak in new tongues. And it says uh, that they went out and the Lord worked with them, confirming his word with signs and wonders. But the Lord told me as I was looking at this, he said, if you don't have family before ministry, it'll just become a work that they produce. If you don't go out with the heart of God, as Joyce's word was today, if we don't go out seeing people like he sees them, then what we'll do is we'll minister out of what we feel obligated to do instead of who we are. And then from, from supernatural ministry comes outreach. That's the last core value. So it's worship, the word, family, supernatural ministry, and outreach. And I believe when we have healthy families, you know what you do? You become an outreach. I, I'm going to brag on my wife and I because we've always kept our home a safe place. We've always been intentional to keep our, our home a place where peace abides. And we fought for peace. When it was something the enemy tried to bring between us or between anything, we kept peace. And I'm telling you, I have never had a person stay in our home. And we, we host people regularly in our home. I've had people who are ministers. I've had people who've traveled, uh, missionaries who've come in, Raphael, others who've come in, people, uh, friends who pastor other churches have come in, and they've stayed with us, and they told us, they said, we sleep better here than we do anywhere. Maybe not their home, but it, it, as we travel, they said that there's peace abides in this place. 
And you know what? You know why it's there? Because we're intentional to keep it. So what does it have to do with anything? Out of that place, without us saying, hey, we want to lay hands on you, we want to pray for you, people can come into our house, sleep in a guest bedroom, and wake up refreshed and go, man, the Lord ministered to me as I slept. You know what that is? That's supernatural ministry coming out of family that we're intentional to keep. And I believe the same thing is true for a body, that when they're intentional to keep unity, they're intentional to, to walk in love toward one another, to do what 1 Corinthians 13 says we're supposed to do, to believe the best, take no account of a wrong suffered. So I'm going to be really bold today. I've got a lot. I was... I was reading, as I said, in Galatians, and I want to, Galatians, I love this, chapter 3, verse 26, because I think this is the foundation of everything I just said about our core values. This is a foundation right here, Galatians 3, 26, and I'm going to go from there to chapter 5. But 3, 26 says this, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. And if you are Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You know what Paul is saying here? He said, look, put to, get, put to death the divisions among you. You're all sons. If you've believed in Jesus, you're all Sons, you're all adopted into this family as a chosen one, a child. And that word adopted is not just like, well, nobody else picked you or nobody wanted you, so God took you. No, that word adoption in the Greek, it means to be placed in a, in a position of authority as a son. Amen. That's a good word right there. It's not just that I got drafted in because no one wanted me. It's that God chose us and put us in a place as his sons in a place of authority. That's good. So, on the chapter 5, verse 13, says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in... In this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by another, one another. But he said, and he goes on to say, walk in the spirit, and I'm going to get there. But this caught my attention when I was reading it. He said, brethren, I've called you to walk, called you to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For all of the law is fulfilled in one word. One word. And that word, the, the Greek word for one, O-N-E, is, it says this, one in contrast to more than one. So what he's saying, the word one in that same verse is used, the other, another word for O-N-E is used, but it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean an exclusion of all others. So what he is saying is this. I want you to know there is one, only one word 
that fulfills all the law. To the exclusion of all others, and that word is love. There is only one, and it's love. And when we choose love, we walk differently. We walk differently in our relationship with Jesus, and we walk differently in our relationship with others. Because there's only one word that all the law is fulfilled in, and that's the word love. Verse 16 says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not or shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We've had this kind of switched around for many, many years in the church. We talk about don't do this, 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 depending on what church you're in, how long your list was. And then you'll be in the Spirit. That's not what the Bible says. He says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So what is he saying? Where's our perspective supposed to be? On what? The Spirit, not on sin, not on shortcomings, not on failures, but on the Spirit. When we set our eyes on the Spirit, we won't walk in the flesh. Is that hard? Is that confusing? I just want to make sure it's quiet in here. I want to make sure we're together. He said, walk in the Spirit, you'll not fulfill it. For the, lust, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So what he's saying is, well, he's already said it. I don't have to reiterate it. He said the flesh and the Spirit, they war against each other. These are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So if you're led by the Spirit, you're led into what? How's all the law fulfilled? It tri- one letter, one word, it's love. So the Spirit walk is a love walk. That's a good word, preacher. So the Spirit walk is a love walk. If you're, love, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Why are you not under the law? Because I'm walking in love, and love fulfilled the law. Okay, pressing on. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are. And you know, we don't like to look at these. And, and I don't focus on them because I'm walking in the Spirit, not in the flesh. Amen. Thank you. Amen. But I want us to look at them. Because I want us to see what the works of the flesh really look like. Because we're easy to put off the works of the flesh on those things those people do who don't come to church. Yeah, it's easy to put the works of the flesh on all those people that got drunk last night and couldn't even tie their shoes. Uh, Those people that slept around. Those people that got strung out on drugs. Wow. Go ahead, Stephen. That's what we want to. That's what we want to. We want to do. But here's what it says, which are adultery, fornication. See, preacher, that's what I'm talking about. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention. It's getting tight now. Jealousies. They were good when we were over in fornication, when we were over in adultery and idolatry, when we were talking about worshiping other things and, and sleeping with other people. You know, we're okay with that, but he brings it in real tight. When he said hatred, contentious, 
contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension. That's super tight. He didn't stop. Heresies, envy. Oh, sweet Jesus. Murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as also I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He's saying the people that this is what your, your goal is and your desire is, you won't walk in the kingdom here. I don't think he's saying particularly that you're going to hell. It's controversial, I know. But I think what he's talking about here is you won't experience God's life on earth if you allow yourself in these places and you live from this place. Because, I won't, don't, please don't raise your hand. <laughs> but if there's people in here born again, loves Jesus, but there's been times in your life you was a little contentious. For more than a hot minute that you just had a flesh out and you couldn't help yourself. Wow. That we've allowed that contention to stir. We've allowed, even as the Lord brought, see, here's what I love about the Holy Spirit. No one knew what I was sharing, but the word that came forth, the sheet that Heather brought forth from right up here talked about, we got to let go of this unforgiveness, of this wounding. And that's what his word says right here in Galatians. You got to let go of it. So here's where I said, I'm going to be bold. Here's what I want you to do. Help me, Jesus. The law is fulfilled in what? Ephesians says we should speak the truth in love. So here's what I want to challenge us to do as a body. When contention comes at you, that you don't ignore it. Because by ignoring it, you participate in it. I can remember when I was the associate pastor at a church, and I knew my responsibility in that church was to cover the pastor. And I can remember people coming to me with contention. And I would say this. I would say, come on, let's go see them. And they would say, no, I don't want to go see them. I just want you to know this is how I feel. I said, well, I understand that's how you feel, but I can't fix it. I will go with you to them. And they said, no, I'm not going to them. I said, okay, well, here's what I can promise you. If I hear you talking about it to anybody else, I will deal with you. Because now you're bringing dissension and you're bringing contention. And it's not godly. And you know what happened? It's a funny thing what happened. No one came, not many people ever came to me anymore to tell me what they didn't like. Does that mean they quit talking to anybody about it? No, but you know what? They shut it down that, to where it didn't become a big thing anymore because they knew if I, got, I gave them my word, if I get word of it, I'll come to you. And here's what it is. It, they may have been justified in how they felt. They may have been justified in what they experienced, but talking about it this way, not this way, or not with the one that did it, is contention. It is not godly. It's fleshy. So here's my thing. When, 
And it's going to happen. And what I want is I want healthy people. I'm tired. We can, we can make a prophetic declaration about it's time to get over a fence. It's time to get over wounds. And then we enable people to stay in them. I believe it would look totally different if a body acted like a family and says, I'm not going to let you drink poison anymore. And you're not going to serve it to me. I love you enough to tell you it stops today. Now, either you can go to them about it or you can go to the Lord about it. But if I hear you, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about us. If I hear it again, we are going to go and we're going to talk about it. That's honoring Jesus and the price that he paid. It's not about a church building. It's not about a pastor. It's about a body being a family that says, I'm willing to do the hard stuff with those I love so that they don't fall down and scrape themselves up all over again in this repetitive cycle. And it'll bring health to the whole body. I've heard people say, I don't understand why people come to me and complain. I do, because you listen and you give advice. That's exactly why they come to you. If this makes you mad, I almost said. If this makes you mad, I'm sorry that you're mad, but I'm not sorry for what I say because I'm reading you the scriptures. He said right here, flesh to be of the flesh is contention. It's, uh, it's hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, all of that is right in the middle of idolatry, adultery, fornication, drunkenness, revelries. It's right in the middle of all that. So God does not look lightly on it. And the reason we have so many churches torn apart and hurt and, hurt and broken is because no one will stand up and be Jesus to the person beside them. They expect the pastor to do it or the leaders to do it. And they won't do it. Well, I just, I want them to love me. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I want to love them to the place to where they can get out of their hurt and they can be whole. Amen. Amen. He said this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's joy, it's peace. It's long-suffering, it's kindness, it's goodness. And I don't like this translation, and it, it's, it says faithfulness because the word there literally is faith, it's pistis, 4102 in the, in the Greek concordance, and the word literally means faith. So what are you saying? What I'm saying is this, a fruit of the Spirit is faith. It's not what I have to work up or work for. A fruit of the Spirit that's given to me as a born-again believer is faith to walk out what He's called me to walk out. So this whole thing of being the body, not acting like a body, but being the body that says, I will stand with you. And here's the beauty of it. Where did I say the foundation is? That we're all sons and we're all in his family. We're heirs, we're grafted in. So if, if I have a problem or if you have a problem with me or you have a problem with your brother, if we understand that the disagreement that we have doesn't affect my identity, then I can walk in this relationship to where I have opportunity to grow. And it's not because I'm bigger or better. It's because I'm walking with you, not above you or not below you. I'm walking with you because I know I'm his child and you're his child. And I love you enough 
to tell you. It changes everything. All the law is summed up in one word. It's what? Love. Not speaking the truth in contention. Speaking the truth in love. Not speaking the truth to prove my point. Speaking the truth in love. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Listen, and those who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Don't, let us not become conceited, provoking one another or envying one another. Brethren, chapter 6, verse 1. If a man is overtaken in any trespass, any. If a man is overtaken, if a man falls short in any sin, you know what you're supposed to do? Crucify him. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What's that law? All the laws summed up in one thing, one word. What is it? See, I'm simple. You don't have 10 points to memorize. Your point today is? hard to miss that. He said the whole law, every bit of it, is summed up in love. I'm not going to sing, but uh, I'm going to read. Dustin, it's for you, baby. The song, So Will I. I was, I was listening to it today more than once. When it first came out, I'm like, yeah, that's good. And then I began to listen to the lyrics of it. And today, I was just wrecked. Laid on my floor in my office this morning, um, probably around 6 o'clock, crying. Because I'd never heard this one lyric. Uh, but it's at the end of the song. But it says, God of creation, <laughs> there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. Ah, I don't even know if I can read it. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. In the vapor of your breath, the planets form. If the stars were made to worship, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've made. Every burning star, a, sig- a, sing- a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. God of your promise, you don't speak in vain. No syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. And as you speak, A hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. If if it all reveals your nature, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you say, every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. 
If creation still obeys you, so will I. It goes back through and again, but I want to get to this right here. As you speak, hold on. God of salvation, you chase down my heart through all of my failure and pride on a hill you created, the light of the world, abandoned in darkness to die. And as you speak, a hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life so I could find it here. If you left the grave behind you, so will I. I can see your heart in everything you've done. Every part design in a work of art called love. If you gladly chose... If you gladly chose surrender, so will I. This is what wrecked me. I see your heart eight billion different ways. Every precious one, a child, you died to save. There's eight billion people on the planet. He said, I see your heart eight billion different ways Jesus give us your eyes Jesus give us your eyes for the lost yes for the hurting yes God give us your eyes for our brothers and our sisters for our families God Eight billion different ways, every precious one, a child you died to save. If you gave your life to love them, so will I. Let's stand, Jesus. You're so worthy. You're so worthy. Thank you for giving your life for me. Jesus, I choose love. I thank you that in love, I am fulfilled. That through love, your covenant is fulfilled. Through love, the lost are won. The hurting are healed. The broken made whole. If you surrendered your life, for others, so will I. Holy Spirit, I ask you, burn in our hearts an understanding of this love like we've never encountered before. God, that it would be so real to us when anything comes at us contrary to love. 
that it would be so clear, so understood that we'll not allow any place for it in us. God, and we do, we contend for our family. We contend for families, for fathers and mothers. God, there's, so, there's generations of fatherless. There's generations of motherless who are desperate and hungry to see what our father looks like. I thank you, Jesus, that we have the privilege to manifest that through love. And Father, I ask that it begin here first, that we would love one another like we've never loved before, and that our past hurts, disappointments, and failures, God, we would bury them in the grave, and we truly would resurrect to new life. I thank you for ministering to hearts and lives today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're stirring us and you're drawing us and you're calling us to a walk with you that we've read about, that we've prayed about. But you're saying today's the day to walk it out. So we thank you for that, God. I thank you for in this room right now, Broken hearts being healed by your love. Woundings being supernaturally healed right now. Scars, God, even removed because of your love and your grace. Worthy is what comes to my heart. You're worthy, God. <clears throat> So today, we offer ourselves to you that offering and say, so will I. I will serve you, Jesus. I will walk in love. Even if it costs me, I will walk in love because it costs you your life. I will guard that which is precious to you, and I will allow it to be precious to me. That today, Jesus, I will see others like you see them. Not from my uh, past hurts or pains, but I'll see them as you see them. Help us, Jesus, to love like you love. Thank you for this opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Joyce, if you want to... Uh You are of a royal priesthood. Deeply rooted and grounded. Jesus is the vine. We each are the branches. So good. Being deeply rooted and grounded. Living water. In the blood of Jesus. Full of life. Calling out the gold. Calling in one spirit, one spirit with the Father.
a mighty oak planted in the living waters and rich soil. He's calling each of us to be that. Amen. Not to do it alone, but to do it with him. Amen. And yes, Tim, this one's yours. <laughs> it's wet. No. <laughs> amen, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You are dismissed. If you would like ministry, we would love to pray with you. You come up and we'll, we'll pray with you. But you are dismissed. Have an amazing day.